Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Field Notes brand. USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is... Growing out of people. Growing away from people. How Toy Story. <laughs> this is extremely Toy Story. Toy Story 3? I have only seen one Toy Story. Trin. I thought it was just okay. What? Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new release date of Wednesday. We're going to be posting on Wednesdays from here on out because, Jen... We're doing a stream! We're doing a stream! On Thursdays. On Thursdays. We're going to start streaming uh, co-op games and other things that we can uh, play and talk about friendship every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time. And we'll save those recordings for, for people who are working during that time. We are going to stream video games and gush about kissing aliens and drink wine, and it's going to be great. Yeah, next week uh, we are going to drink a bottle of wine each and play Citadel, the Mass Effect DLC that is most likely to make everyone cry. There will be tears. There will be tears and kissing aliens. And now time for the friendship. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is an extremely exciting topic to the two of us because we both experienced this in our in our own special ways. So first question, do you want to read it, Yeah. Jen? I recently joined a group chat with childhood friends. Reconnecting with them has been a great comfort in the wake of a recent tragedy. However, the chat is often dominated by humor I no longer appreciate. I don't want to bring everyone down, but I also don't want to be shy about my feelings. What do I do? Good for the asker for widening their support network in a time of need. Like That was the first thing I noticed was they made the huge leap forward that a lot of people don't do. So regardless of how shitty <laughs> your childhood friends are and how much you don't approve of their humor... This is a really big step on feeling better, and we are proud of you for, for doing this. I often advocate for finding people in times of need. It really helps with your feelings of isolation. And I use the internet for this a lot, and it's helped me so much. So that said, I want to acknowledge how difficult this is because you found comfort in this group of friends, which is great and important context for us. So I'm glad you included that. So you're getting something beneficial from these group chats. But on the other hand, this sucks. And it's yeah. extremely draining to put up and constantly read the humor of people when it's really not funny. Yeah, I've been in what I think is a similar situation, and I can remember returning from these these group hangouts. They were real-life hangouts, feeling like vaguely sad and tired and responsible and kind of fake because I was putting up with things I don't agree with. And that sucks. We want to go into this with the acknowledgement of the entire world of emotions that you're feeling right now. So it's not just distaste for this humor. It's not just, oh, no, I'm surrounding myself with people who make jokes that I don't like. It's also, this is a comfort for you. This is important for you. Um, so that's what makes this question so multifaceted. And we hope that we can address all of those facets. I think the hardest part about this is the person is acknowledging that it's a group chat and they're in the minority here. Right. It's really hard to raise your voice or make people change their minds or behavior when you're the only one on your own side. That's such an investment of time and energy. And people don't unlearn shitty behavior in one day or like one hangout with you. Uh, and it's really hard, I think, when you're and I'm not saying that this person has done an ask to say, please, like, stop this. But if you do make that step and ask, like, please, like, curb your hum humor, please um, think about what you're saying. That will be very hard if this person doesn't have backup within the group chat. 
people will get defensive. What we suggest is to, if you want to move forward with talking with your friends about this, is to move forward delicately. Because we don't want you to feel like you have to make two sides in this friend group that has been so helpful for you. Some options. You can tell someone one-on-one that what they said is hurtful. Maybe private message people off to the side of the group. And remember, again, that you cannot control what they say or think. This person might try to debate you. They might never apologize. They might call you the PC police. I've gotten that. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And that's a tool people pull out to make you feel bad for raising your voice. This is something that's extremely hard to navigate, but I do think doing it one-on-one with someone is probably the way to go. And if it comes down to it, you can just quietly bow out of the group hangout. There's nothing wrong with removing yourself from a situation that is toxic. And if you find that it is easier for you to communicate one-on-one with select members of the group, you can maintain your support network with them without having to deal with this like mob of jokes you hate. You can quietly bow out of the group hangout. And if you want, you can keep in touch with these people on your own terms, like private messaging or email or whatever. And that probably will help diffuse the shittiness because clearly these people are reinforcing one another's behavior. I agree. That's like the internet. Yeah, exactly. Also, you know, you said they were childhood friends. When childhood friends hang out, I've noticed people act more juvenile. They act like they did when they were the age they were when they were friends. That's not an excuse. It's just some reasoning. Yep. We want to make sure that you know, you know, you've suffered a tragedy. And reconnecting with these people, it it makes you feel better. And we always say that nobody's perfect. Um, Everybody has redeeming qualities. Widening your support network has been helpful for you, and that is what is redeeming about these people. If you're coming here asking for permission to hang out with these people that suck, well, you're not a bad person for tolerating their shitty jokes in a time of need. I agree. You gave us context for the situation. You didn't say these people are irredeemable and they're doing nothing for you. You said they are doing something for you. And you can permit yourself to stay in this group chat with these people if it's helping you through the grieving process. Life is hard enough without you taking responsibility for every single thing written in this group chat, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people you love will be shitty sometimes. And not just these childhood friends, just like everybody. Everybody on the planet. The unfairness of life. Ding! <laughs> uh- <laughs> There's no perfect, progressive, forward-thinking person in the world because we live in a society that permits these behaviors and promotes them. Trin, you had such a good metaphor for this. Please explain. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I likened this to National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. (laughs) So, So, okay. You can enjoy stupid movies like National Treasure of Nicolas Cage and still be awake and recognize when that movie fucks up, like like media of any kind, video games, music, anything. There is no perfectly progressive, kind, well-balanced, not 100% white-casted movie. Like, it doesn't exist. And, and you can still enjoy your stupid friends and be awake and recognize when they fuck up. I love this so much. You can go and steal the Declaration of Independence <laughs> with them if you want to. That's that's okay, you know. But again, like stay stay awake and don't let them influence the way you think, even though you're getting joy out of or even just comfort out of talking with them. Yeah, this friend group is your Uncharted, <laughs> which is a video game that is exactly like National Treasure, by the way. <laughs> this is your Bioshock Infinite of friends, which, though, by the way, those are two games I love. And I often say I absolutely love those games, but the truth is I don't absolutely love them. Right. I love them conditionally. I love parts of them, just like you do in this friend group. And you can enjoy their company while acknowledging the shitty parts of this group. 
you can enjoy it for what it is, like the soundtrack. Bioshock Infinite has a great soundtrack. I thought you were like the soundtrack of your friends. I actually owned the um, the Friends series soundtrack in the 90s. What was that like? Just the theme song over and over again? Quite a bit of Toad the Wet Sprocket. I'm pretty sure there's Hootie <laughs> and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, God. But even, so having said that, having said, like, this is like National Treasure, Bioshock Infinite, you get to decide at any time that they're too shitty for you and move on. Oh, my gosh, yes. You can bail. Trin and I say that all the time. You can turn National Treasure off if it gets too misogynist for you, which it does. Yeah, as does uh, Uncharted. You can turn that shit off and uninstall it from your PlayStation 4. Right. And you can maybe one day move on. Maybe you've gotten some perspective on the tragedy and you don't need these people as your support network. That doesn't mean that you've used them. It just means that they were important to you in a time of need. And and that's okay. You know, something that's temporary isn't meaningless. Things can end and still have impacted your life in a positive way. So if it ends up that you have these conversations, don't have these conversations, bring up the jokes and, and how much they make you uncomfortable and like they react positively, negatively, it doesn't matter. You're doing the right thing in taking care of you and you're doing the right thing in recognizing their shitty behavior. And just thumbs up all around, honestly. Thumbs up. You got this. Even though it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. Like, I want to reiterate that Jenny and I both agree. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the unfairness of life. Do we want to move on to question two? Oh, yeah. This is a beast of a question. This is Trin. a doozy. Yeah. This is a real deuce. A hefty deuce. <laughs> hefty moist deuce. Oh, okay. Let's dive into this deuce, deuce. of a question. <laughs> I've recently reconnected with an old friend from high school, and it turns out he's an enormous misogynist. I'm not a woman, but this is really unsettling to me. It comes out in sneaky little ways, but it comes out often enough that I know he must feel deeply about this. He's a little bit red pill. Oh. Capital red, capital pill. Oh. I can sense that his views come from a life of hurt and rejection, so I feel like I can help him, but I don't really know how. Uh, and this question does not have a question, but we we get we get it. We we got this. <laughs> oh God, okay. we understand. Oh. I mean, I think we understand how badly this sucks. <laughs> Jen, Jen, why don't you kick us off? Oh, uh, right. Okay, I just swallowed the vomit in my mouth, and I'm ready to go. Okay, so disclaimer: you probably know that it's actually not your job or occupation on this planet to fix or help anyone or reteach anyone shitty behavior. You can bow out of this, as we said in the last question, at any time. Um, you can bail at any time, but you know this already, and you wouldn't have asked this question if you weren't willing to dive in to this deuce of right. a question. Like this deuceman, yeah. he must have redeeming qualities. There must be a reason for you still keeping in touch with him. However, if you are keeping in touch with him and staying in this friendship as a project, like you see him having these flaws and you want to rehabilitate him like a wounded snowy owl, you really rethink about if that's the way you want to spend your time. But we're going to move forward in answering this question with the understanding that you are friends for other reasons. Yes, exactly. Maybe they're great to you in other ways. They're great to other people in other ways. But people will be problematic and say problematic things because we live in a problematic society. Yep. Once again, this is the unfairness of life. <laughs> And everyone will be shitty sometimes. Every single person, even Trin. Even I know, Jen. it's hard to believe. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the goal here is to be the least amount of shitty to the least amount of people. Yes. And this question is significantly different than the other asker because you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with this person. And therefore, 
you have the opportunity to make your needs and preferences super clear to them. So you have a relationship that even if you don't change his mind, which you really might not, you should be able to tell him, I need you to not do this. I need you to curb the way that you talk while I'm around because it makes me uncomfortable. And he should comply. So he should care about what makes you uncomfortable. Yes. We don't often use the word should. Yes. Because it doesn't usually work. No. <laughs> but this is an important should. He should care about what makes you uncomfortable. He should care about what makes people uncomfortable. And friends do this for one another. You may not always be perfectly attuned to what makes your friends happy and, and safe. It's impossible to monitor yourself to accommodate everyone's pain or worries all the time. But a lot of the time, it is possible. Being a good friend means caring and respecting boundaries. And you have a boundary here. Right. Let's pretend this issue is something small, like swearing. So, like, for example, I actually have a friend uh, who is quite religious and she does not like um, when I swear around her, particularly when I say like, something like, God damn. It was not unfair of her to ask that I curb that kind of talk when I'm around. I mean, it was up to me whether or not I would comply. But in that context, it's such a small ask for me to make my friend feel better. And in turn, my friend understands that this is a regular part of my speech and I'm going to screw it up sometimes uh, and she'll wince or whatever. But it's like that's what friendship is, is that compromise between screwing up and being OK with it and making a genuine effort to move forward. However. Oh, yeah. However. This is not just about the way he talks. Yeah. This is behavior. This is the way he thinks and the way he views the world. And even if he changes the way he speaks, it may be very uncomfortable for you to be around somebody who thinks this way. Who views the world through this hateful lens, really. He mistrusts more than half of the population of Earth. That is, that is what a red pill misogynist is. So regardless of how he changes his outward behavior for your benefit, you're still hanging around with the kind of guy you want to avoid on Reddit. Yeah. And as we always say, it's up to you to decide what you forgive and what you don't forgive. It's up to you to place your forgiveness where it is going to be valued. And everyone is flawed and everyone has redeeming qualities. You get to decide what is forgivable. And is hating and mistrusting half the population of Earth forgivable? That is not a loaded question. I, I know it sounds like it, but it, that's legitimately up to you. Oh, man. Here's a scenario I have in my head. Mm hmm can this person comfortably bring this friend to other group hangouts to i don't know their workplace to a party to a place where there will be lots of women right are you worried they will say something hurtful if so i wouldn't bring that upon myself you don't want to bring the comment section of an old kotaku article to an <laughs> office party uh yeah it's, it's kind of like that one question we got a couple weeks ago about the the girl who um lights fires and sinks at parties yes her friend has the responsibility of if she brings the sink fire lighter to a party, it's partially on her whether or not that sink fire is lit. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, you are friends with a sink fire. Yeah, I was going to say, you are friends with the sink fire. The actual sink fire. Yeah. Do you bring the sink fire to a party? I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what you can say to this person. So first of all, we've already covered, can you curb the way that you talk specifically? Now... Moving forward into can you curb the way that you think specifically? So you said you're not a woman, which can mean you fall on any other part of the gender spectrum. I think that that's important. I think that these views coming from a woman would not register to him in the same amount because he mistrusts that part of the population, clearly. He mistrusts that entire viewpoint. Right. Yes. 
There's this amazing video by Jay Smooth, who if you're not familiar with him, please Google um, Jay Smooth. And he talked about talking to people who say racist things. And one of the points that he made in the video was if somebody says something racist, don't call them a racist. Don't say you're being a racist. Say that the thing that they said was racist and hurtful because it frames the conversation around is that really what you think? What an odd thing to say. Yeah, it kind of gives your friend an out. Because if you say you're a racist, they will, they will say, I don't, I'm not a racist. I don't, I, I'm not a racist. Of course I'm not. The prevailing idea of a racist, a misogynist, um, you know, somebody who is a homophobe, is that they're this scary person lurking behind the dumpster waiting with their knives. Which that's not true. Because again, we live in a society that doesn't just accept these beliefs, but promotes them daily through our media, through the way we talk, um, through the news. So everybody has this really shitty frame of reference that they need to fight against every single day. In order to talk with your friend, come at him with the perspective of no one is perfectly anti-misogynist or anti-racist. Everybody should be working on this every single day. And the people who decided that they're feminist with a capital F or progressive with a capital P, they probably gave up too soon and they just decided that it was too much work to continue thinking about it. So if your other friends give you shit for dealing with this guy, like, remember that. You know, if you want to help your friend start his journey forward, if you want to say that was misogynist, that thing you said is unfair to women, that is not a weakness. Yeah. You're not stooping to this person's level by helping them out. Right. Because everyone has an implicit bias and you are helping your friend fight theirs. A while ago, I think we brought this up a couple of times, and by we, I mean Jen specifically. Uh, is that um, all important? I want to say it's a serious black. Serious black. Can you? Can you? Yes. Serious <laughs> black says, Harry, the world isn't split up into good people and death eaters, which, by the way, is extremely ironic coming from him because he himself is very problematic. Oh yeah. Serious black is a very complex character, but he still believed the world isn't split into good people and death eaters, and he's a perfect example of that. He had a lot of light and a lot of darkness in him. Just like your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and just like you. Yeah, just like everyone. Just like me. Just like me. Wow. Wow. And as we said in the first question, you can leave at any time. And it would not be a shitty thing of you to not want to spend your time around somebody that you consider a red pill misogynist. But it is also not a waste of time. And it is not shitty of you to want to spend time with them for their redeeming qualities and call them out on the shitty things that they say right there's a lot tied up in the situation a lot to unravel it helps me to pull back and ask is this person being kind are they kind or are they trying to be kind do they even acknowledge that kindness is an important thing is your friend showing you and other people kindness or are they completely marred in this cesspool of negativity right and i feel like if they were in a cesspool of negativity, this person wouldn't ask the question. So yeah. that's where we're coming from on this. Exactly. It, yes. There's hope here. Yeah. We would like to believe that there is hope even for the worst people. One of the children who grew up in the Westboro Baptist Church broke free of it because of kindness of people on the internet. Oh, gosh. So if even Megan Phelps Roper of the Westboro Baptist Church can break free of like that shittiness and that like misogyny and racism and and homophobe and just all kinds of awful, awful things through the kindness of friends on the Internet. Like, seriously, go look at this article about her in The New Yorker. Anybody can. There's hope for anybody. It might not happen for your friend, but there's no shame in trying. I agree. And I think that that's really what we want everybody to come away with here. 
there is no shame in trying and there's no shame in bailing and forgiving or not forgiving or deciding that somebody has redemptive qualities or not. That's an interpersonal thing that is entirely up to you to decide. Boom. Boom. I feel really good about this. Boomzo. Yeah. All right. I guess we're wrapping this up. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Any dissent, discourse, agreement, personal situations that you, you want to talk about, go ahead and cram that discourse in our ask hole at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. The Jen has two N's and the Trin only has one N. And the missing N in Trin stands for non-problematic. It stands for no... Scrubs. Yes. We've done that one before. I think we have, but yeah. it's so good, I don't mind. Yeah. No scrubs. No scrubs. And I've, I've heard some people um, have had some problems with submitting questions that are anonymous. You can do that on Ask FM. You have to sign up for an account, which is free, but then you can you can send us anonymous questions. It sucks, but it's if we don't have a better way to do this. Yeah. If you think of a better way or a better tool to accept anonymous questions, let us know. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, and you can follow us on Twitter at Jen and Trin, same number of ends apply, and you can always just subscribe to us on iTunes if that's the thing that tickles your cockles. Uh, all right, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> You're still laughing at tickles at co- your cockles? You said the word cockles. That's a hilarious word. <laughs> I'm so glad that you liked it. <laughs> like tickle and cockle yeah, sound like, exactly. you know, like because you usually say people like, oh, it warmed my the cockles of my heart. I don't know what part of the body a cockle is. It doesn't matter because tickles your cockles is very funny. <laughs> I just laughed all over again. God. Okay, we need to get out of here because I forgot to put on deodorant and I'm very moist. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye. New friendship at the problem. USA made memo books and other products including... Damn it, I'm going to start over. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, you sound delicious Ooh, in my ears. Thank you. You sound very good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm on fleek.